there has always been a stereotype that black people don't swim. But we are here to tell you that we do and we are good at it. I am Coach Adrian. I'm Dr. Shira. We are the hosts of the Swim Culture Podcast. We want everyone to know that aquatics has always been a part of the black culture and experience since the beginning of time. From scuba diving to fishing to the Olympics and surfing. We have hey everybody, welcome to the Swim Culture Podcast. Make sure you tune um, in I'm Dr. and dive Shira. into the culture. I'm Coach Adrian. The Swim Culture. And we are here with a, uh, for another episode, um, an exciting episode. We are going to be talking with um, a special guest coach, um, Andre of Ribbon and Stroke LLC. And um, yeah, just talking about everything aquatics and how it pertains to our culture, the Black culture. So, um, But let's talk about what's been going on with us this week. I'm still in quarantine, what has like everyone. What has happened with you this week? Um, actually, my um, son's daycare um, informed us that there was a little child in his class that um, had COVID. And so we are supposed to be self-isolating ourselves for the next, uh, well, it should be like 10 more days now. But yeah, that was, <laughs> I was, that was a little scary. So that was my week. What about you? What's going on? Um, what happened this week? This week we um, I was I'm trying to end my swim lessons, my private mobile lessons, to transition. <laughs> my son in the background. Hey, Aiden. Hey, Aiden. Well, go ahead. Ending your ending your swim lessons. Yeah. Um, to transition because. You know, with the the number spiked again, yes, and um, now the numbers in children has spiked, yes. So, and I just don't trust the use of thermometer thing anymore because yeah, are, and because you know you could be that asymptomatic and yeah, yeah, so. not having any symptoms, and you don't have a fever or like. So let me just say, with right. this. I my son went to a new day. He's in a new daycare, so you know they're transitioning from kids to new daycares. They get a cold. You know, I was expecting a cold to happen. So when he got congested and had like a low grade fever over the weekend, I was like, oh, he's just getting a cold, right? And then lo and behold, and he was out. We kept him out, but then lo and behold, they say, oh, a kid had COVID, and so I'm like, oh my goodness. And so then I get a fever. But you know what? I didn't feel like I had a fever at all. Like I felt absolutely fine. I was I check. I just thought I check my temperature, and it was just like, oh, your temperature is a hundred. Okay. Ooh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. I, okay. Go ahead. I'm just saying, like you don't like you can be out here feeling fine, going about your business, and then you know you're teaching swim lessons, or you have a student who has swim lessons in this. That's a wrap. Right. But so I've been like loading up though. So I have a young lady. She made me some sea moss and another young lady made some silver. Do you know about the benefits of silver? Mm -mm, That's how, you know what that sound like? That sound like some old um, country, (laughs) like, uh, I don't know, some like something that you take in like cod liver oil or something like that. Well, she told me to do some research on it and I did. 
Okay. So silver was the antibiotic that they used way back in the day. And because they couldn't patent it, the FDA um, asked for them to not use it. Okay. So it is the one natural antibiotic that you cannot use, according to the FDA, yes. And um, so now they said they have like cracked down on places that they find out about, you know, them actually using silver or doctors rather that we use silver versus on the antibiotics actually is mm -hmm. so powerful that it actually was the replacement chemo replaced it that's what oh mean. yeah and i've never heard of this right i never heard of it either to this week so um it basically like it there's an article i pulled up and it said like the 55 things that um no, silver yeah, yeah like, uh -huh. it's really i was like oh my god like the stuff they don't tell us Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't tell us a lot of stuff. But, they don't. You know. so I'm going to. So she was saying with COVID, she that's what she gave her family. And she was just like, y'all take this and we'll be fine. And they seem to be fine along all the way down to her most elder relative. I've seen some crazy, crazy like things about little antidotes to cure or to combat COVID. Yeah, just think and I don't know. It's it's some crazy stuff out there. Well, I've looked at lady that. Yeah, I mean that doctor lady. Is, yeah, she's <laughs> talking about the demon, you know, and all of that. And the, yeah, we got uh, a demon, all right. And the court. Well, see. <laughs> okay. We yes. So wasn't okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we can go there. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so that's what was happening with me. This week, um, so again, like the sea moss, I have sea moss pills, the echinacea, yeah. garlic, turmeric. I'm just popping supplements, you know, and I make I'm I go here like to my husband here. His, there you go, take wow. them. My son, elderberry, vitamin C. He's just mommy vitamins. I'm like, okay, yes, drink them. They taste good. Thanks. Go ahead. Well, like what I'm drinking, I put the um I boil my ginger root and turmeric the water for my tea mm -hmm. I make that the base and then I add the tea in it and then you know my sea moss whatever else I'm gonna add in it to just kind of give me my booster yeah and if you aren't doing that please you gotta be doing because the fall is coming and you have to don't wait until you right. know even I think don't yeah. wait yeah, yeah. so Anyway, what's going on with you? Tell us about what's happening with you this week. No. Well, you know, this week I had the pleasure of, you know, I don't know if you remember when I told you like before COVID, like, girl, I want to start another, I want to host birthday parties. Mm -hmm. Then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, someone still reached out mm -hmm. and I hosted a my first birthday party. And it was really fun. And it was just- Yeah, the pictures were cute. Yeah, nine-year-old little girl. And you know what? Fun fact about them. So, you know, they redid that Beyonce little thing or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, a little ripple thing. They are actually a part of, remember the dance group, that girl, the lady who was on TV, black lady, and she had the dance club, dance company, the mom's dance. I don't want to misquote what network it's on. Was it a white lady? No, this lady's black. But it, they had to. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, she was yeah, like, whatever, and she had the yeah. dance team. I remember. Yes. It's her. Those girls are from the team. And oh. So the little girl whose birthday party, she's the meanie captain. I thought that was so cute. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And so they wanted to do that. And I just thought, wow, you know, and I started um, and it was great because the girls, some of them couldn't swim and I was just showing them how to swim, you know, like tell them what to do, little techniques. One little girl who could swim, which I thought was really awesome. I posted about that where she actually was teaching them the techniques to swim in the mm -hmm. water. So I saw the video. That was so cute. Yeah. yeah, it turned out to be a cute little learning experience. Even for me, it was really fun. But I also end up talking to the girls about synchronized swimming through that. Mm -hmm. so, you know, this is actually a thing. And mm -hmm. uh, they were like, really? So I think that if we start doing more exposing to like really the benefits, you know, like, yeah, we danced. Did you know you could dance in water? You know, just yeah. things like that. It was just um, kind of eye opening. Like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's that other moment. Yeah, I think we all we have these opportunities to have these teachable moments all the time, you know, what and and how we can bring uh, aquatic activities or our relationship with the water into I could you know I could fit into every conversation, you know, and so, um, but I think that's just seeing them seeing you and you know you're a black woman wow. and they can see wow. that you and just giving you giving them more information. Um, just little tidbits, like little jewels, you dropping them there, you know, here and there. And so I think that's in, important. And so then when they see if the Olympics, you know, happens again, you know, then, oh man, I can, I can do that. Not only can I be like Simone and swim, you know, freestyle and swimming, I can do this other event and swimming too, or, you know, and yeah. as, you know, you're looking at Simone, but then like you just said, like I'm right there at their reach. So they were like, you know, with so many questions being asked, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. that was fun because I actually had yeah. a good time with them and they had a good time with me and the lady whose house it really was who owned the pool. She was like, I don't think I can do this again without you because she's like, they wasn't listening to me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, kids don't, so, you know, kids don't. I mean, you at a certain age, you look at other people and versus your parents. So yeah, I mean, and and you get the parents could be telling them the same exact thing that you telling them, yeah. but they um they you know are open and listen. So I that's a, that was a great that's a great thing you know. And so it was really fun. So speaking of speaking of um, fun in the water, our special guest here, I think Coach yeah. Andre from Rhythm and Strokes. As I watch him yeah. on Instagram, his um classes always look super fun um and innovative so let's, let's bring him into the show there you go hello hello how y'all doing hello good how are you good 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 to be with both of you ladies today thank you so much for joining us um here on the swim culture podcast um and so we just want to continue the conversations, bringing people in who are a part of the culture and enhancing um, these aquatic experiences and teaching, you know, people, especially black people about the importance of water safety and swimming. And so, um, yeah, your Instagram, you know, we've been following each other on, on Instagram for a while. And so you've been doing like amazing things with your programs and stuff. So, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, one, again, thank you, Coach Adrian, Dr. Ashira. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, pre I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate being on this platform. This is we need more of this, you know, us, especially folks looking like us coming together 
and expressing about, like you said, about the culture and what we do with swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I basically my journey, I, not to make it too long, but I started my LLC Rhythm and Stroke in 2014. Um, I was inspired a lot by my now wife and um, she saw something in me um, at the time that I didn't see. I was always teaching people on the side, you know, just personally, because I have a passion for that. Um, and she said, no, you need to take this to a next level, turn it into a business. I was like, okay, we'll get that a shot. So, you know, I got serious about it. And once I, once that point hit, once I turned it into a business, you know, things really started flowing for me. Um, I started building classes. Rhythm and stroke was my first class. It was actually an advanced, uh, swimming class. So I wanted to teach stroke technique, people that already knew how to swim, uh, to help them either to get to the uh, either a competitive level or just improve and refine their stroke. I found a lot of adults that came to me. Um, they didn't. Some of them didn't get taught properly in the first place. So, that is a problem. Yeah. 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 So I see I, the same thing in my classes. Like the students will come to my class and I'm like, oh, you swim on the water, right? Like this, right? Like, right. No. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you got to correct that stroke. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I kind of built, I started, um, what do I do? at that time I was teaching, I was working at community colleges, uh, a couple high schools. Um, I started renting from different places here. Um, so that's kind of how I started to do my lessons at, at different colleges and, and high schools and things like that. Um, from there, just things started to grow and I started to get a lot more. One of the programs that I had, the facility that I worked at, had a lot of uh, had a lot of white folks that predominantly t- took part in the open swim and the programming. So, when I, lo and behold, when I came in, and it took me a few years to build to this point, but you know, I gave good. I always gave good customer service. People knew that I had a passion for what I would do. Um, I always let them know that, you know, I'm here to guide you on your journey to learn how to swim. A lot of people had traumas, stuff they was dealing with. Somebody got pushed in the water when they was younger, held them under the water. One lady, oh no, a couple ladies told me that they seen somebody, a friend drown. When they were young. So I knew at that point, I said, okay, this ain't just, a, this ain't just about teaching. It's about, you know, helping people overcome their fears past traumas and, you know, especially in the black community, you know, we got a lot of things going on as far as that, you know, different traumas that we deal with. So I, so I, I was like, man, I got to be part-time psychologist too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as, as most of us instructors are, you know, when you're helping people overcome fear and trauma. So once I realized that and I started to formulate things, so I, I started to establish my own method, my own way. I mean, we all teach, you know, everybody can pretty much get people to the same goal, but it's just your style, how you do it. So I had an opportunity to develop my own style and, you know, it definitely started to work for me. And um, I started to get a lot more people involved in the programs. And then I just started doing my own outreach. Um, I started going out to, you know, I posted things on the different uh, media venues like local TV networks uh, here in, my, in, in the city of Cleveland. And people started, um, people started paying a little bit more attention. I was definitely doing programs for the children. I will say when I, when I first started, you know, even when I was doing uh, before the business, I was always teaching children. Uh, mm-hmm. 
some of the lessons, and I still do. Um, but there was a shift that happened for me uh, when I got an opportunity, you know, to work with adults a little bit more. So you know, why do you? Go ahead. Why? So I had a couple. I had a question. So okay. what is your? How would you describe your particular style, and why did you shift from, or why do you think that shift happened from children to adults? Um, what's your particular style? I I would say my, my style is, is one is, it's rhythm. so the rhythm and stroke, I, I I stand by that. I say, I'm the man that puts the rhythm in your stroke. So when Mm -hmm. I teach, you know, I always want to make sure that there's a flow to it, that you understand that the same way the water flows, you know, uh, your swimming movement should be in that same type of, of flow, whatever your rhythm is, but I help you to find that rhythm. Um, the shift. The shift happened. I I had a, I got an opportunity. I just said, let me do it. I had a, I have a program, one of my free programs called uh, Do It Afraid. Um, yeah, we're gonna ask you about that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So from there, I was able to take a group of because it was for kids and adults. So when I was able to get a group of adults together, and then some people took from that class and went to the next level, I just noticed that. Um, that there was really a need there um, in the adults. And, you know, and then the more adults just started coming to me and asking, you know, hey, I want to learn how to swim. So it just kind of organically, naturally built itself. It just, I just attracted, you know, a lot of adults to me. And and once I found out that there was, you know, a, a need there, I started to key in on that even more so. Um, and one of the things just, you know, I just realized I have a lot of patience for adults. And that's how. I, so it kind of it kind of just organically grew. Um, people were like, hey, there's this black guy over here teaching swimming. He can help you out, you know, especially your adults. And, you know, it, it helps like with, with you, Coach Adrian, Dr. Ashira, when somebody that looks like you but knows what they're doing yeah. really help you. That makes a whole big difference in the world. So black folks, you know, especially us, us black coaches out here, um, you know, our numbers are much smaller than than, you know, Caucasian folks and other folks, but we're growing. And when we show people that, hey, we got the same skill, we got the same ability, we and we can relate to you on the level that other instructors can, just culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are the prize. We are the prize. I realize that. Absolutely. Did you have a question? So um, I saw you put together... Um, and I want to appreciate, thank you, because I really appreciate it. You put together, I guess, the um, Black Instructor Index. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was really cool. So mm-hmm. I thank you for that. And so you see, I got my mug. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're tell, right. us about, tell, tell me about these characters here. I appreciate this mug. I drink tea every morning. Okay. This was a great collection to my, um, added addition to my collection. So tell us about the uh, comics here. Yeah, so the, uh, those are our animation characters, mm-hmm. um, and you know, a lot of we got a page on our website on rhythmandstroke.com. So I got a whole bio and layout of how we going through the process of creating the characters. But the one that I can see you showing right now in front of the camera that's supernatural, and okay. think, yeah, she's all about the hair because we know, as we know, even though you ladies are a great example of you know black women being instructing, not afraid of the water, you know, the, the hair is not an issue, um, but we know it's still an issue. 
And so that's why, we, you know, we wanted to make sure that we have something that represented looks like us. Um, but she ain't afraid to get her hair wet. And, she's super, you know, she's supernatural. She can do whatever needs to be done. Right. And getting in the water is one of those things and learning how to swim. Wow. Uh, and then one of the uh, the antagonists figure. Yep. There you go. So so that figure there and there's a little antagony. We call it antagony. OK, so that's antagony basically is I had a kid because we showed this to a group of kids at one time. So the kid told his mommy, he said, oh, mommy, he said, antagony is the one that in your mind telling you that you can't swim, that you don't need to learn how to swim. That's not a good thing to do. So that's mm -hmm. our antagonist figure. Okay. Uh, and then my alter ego, yep, there you go. That's Splash. Right here, right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Splash. So, you know, when trouble okay. arises, um, and what you all, what you ladies were talking about earlier, water safety, um, stressing the importance of it, that's where Splash comes in. Splash wants everybody to be safe around the water. And uh, like I said, when trouble arises, Splash comes on the scene, which in a greater sense, Splash and Supernat are a representation of all of us, you know. Those yeah, that's amazing. I like that. You so, have to have representation. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What you say, Sharon? No, I was just going to say it's it's so important to have that representation, oh, like yeah. in in all aspects. So, like in real, you know, like for the kids, and you know, and for um, in media, in person, you know, like you were saying, like, and we've all had a, an experience, you know, oh, that's a black person over there that know how to swim. Like, you know, I can, I let me go over there because I feel like I may have some type of re uh, something I can relate to. And I was going to say when you mentioned about not only um, relating in our, you know, us being black, but like the culture, like mm -hmm. the lingo, like the you know, conversation, you have so much conversation with people in the water. And, you know, when you're in swim lessons and, and you know, so um, I think that's very important and necessary. So thank you for doing all of that with yeah. the can I, can, I miss, can I say something real quick? Because you just jogged my mind about something when you were talking about culture. Mm -hmm. You just, I, I was just thinking about, I had, I, when I was, before I was really teaching a lot, I was lifeguarding as well. And mm -hmm. I remember at the, the school that I was working at, one of the things that disappointed me was that I had a couple uh, Caucasian instructors and what they would do was when they were teaching their classes and I was sitting and watch this on a daily basis um, they would work with it was a group it was a mixed you know mixed class you know yeah white black maybe a couple of uh, Asian uh, students they would purposely they would give instruction and they would go work with the with the white students and then they would leave the black especially with more women in the class they would leave the black women in the shallow end of the pool and just go off with the with the, uh, the other, you know, white students and go in the deep end and, you know, and this will happen all the time. And I was wondering, how, how can you get away with this? And so the ladies would come to us, the lifeguard, and they would complain and they were like, what can we do? So we would I, we we addressed it with the supervisor. Basically, nothing happened. Though. And, I, and I noticed this. But I always said, we you know, when I'm teaching that. Um, you know, that's not that's not the way I want to teach. If you come before me, whoever you are, I don't care. Um, you deserve, you know, the respect of getting the education of learning how to swim. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, and that's how I operate. But I'm saying within our culture, naturally, even though we got all of this uh, upheaval in society now, black people, we tend to be a, still a very inclusive people. Absolutely. We, we forgive. Yeah. We, we're very inclusive no matter mm, what. We forgive everything. You know. So a lot of times to a fault, I believe. But exactly, know. there you go. Fault as well. So yeah, you you are. I, so I have a. So I was reading this article. So I, I'm. I also have my physical education, teacher education side. Um, and so with the research, I was reading this article that just came out. Um, and the 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 author was talking about the. Talking about the culture and talking about just how how white teachers, um, and I think this could be related to just any instruction when when it comes to physical activity, or whatever. But have this um, lower expectations of their black students and don't um, oh my god, that's a fly. anyway, but don't push you know their black students have lower expectations and that impacts you know us mentally and and our psyche and things like that and and so I think whether or not it's unconscious or conscious that that tends to happen and I think that's just a um, result um, of like the systemic things that are happening if you listen to me I talk about systemic racism and white supremacy and all that stuff discrimination that's embedded in our culture and so um, again, whether or not it's subconscious or conscious, as it happens. And we have so many instances where there are white teachers in classrooms or in a swimming pool or on the field or coaches that have these these biases or these um, they ha- they have these actions that are displayed where we are dismissed and don't have certain, you know, the expectations are lower for us because, I don't know if they think we can't can't do it. We don't have the intellect or, or what. I don't know. But um, you see that across the board. And so that's just a prime example of what you saw and what those, you know, uh, participants and students were experiencing in the class. And it needs to change. And I think that change happens through platforms like this and through coaches and instructors like us to make sure that we are advocating for, especially for those Black uh, swimmers who or black students who want to learn how to swim, and so yeah, we have to recognize that we do, and that's what happens on um when I'm coaching, especially the high school teams, and you'll see that um I know if I wasn't there, facts, some of those kids would not even be swimming in half the events that they're swimming in, or um like one parent. Um, comes from one of the uh, prestigious swim family here in Atlanta. And she finally came to me one day and she says, you know, she can swim more than that stroke. And I said, yeah, I do know, you know, but I, I, I knew what I had to do and how I had to put her in because mm-hmm. I knew that she was a state swimmer, but I knew the way that the other coaches would try to sit up and stack their relays. She would always end up being on the B relay when I knew she was an A relayer. Um, and they only had her swimming um, one stroke. Anyway, she was actually way better in the other stroke. But, you know, of course, because someone else was already there, um, you know, for whatever reason, she was overlooked until I had to finally step in and say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'll do this lineups. And 
you know, I had to put those kids in and they were actually very surprised. So I actually, instead of going to States with my usual two, we actually went with, I think a good five because there were others that we realized or they, I had to show, but representation matters. We've been saying that from the start. So, um, yeah. And in in every level, like in in when administration, in coaching, in in every single level, and and that's what I stress that creation of like a pipeline, like where where we know like not only can we learn how to swim and take these classes, I can get certified in this. I can become a aquatics director. I can become, you know. So it's it's way more than that. So yeah. And so also, Coach Andre, I saw one thing about you being a part of HBCU. Did you swim or do anything while you were in college? No, no. My um, my experience was I did AAU um, as you. Where, yeah, I didn't I didn't do it at the, at the collegiate level. Where did you go to school? Miami of Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they had a ooh at that time. They they had a heck of a program. That's the uh, that's the MAC Mid American Conference. Um, but I always kept, sw- but I always kept swimming. So even that, mm-hmm. you know, the AAU, the summer leagues and things like that, I just kept swimming. I was always kept, you know, lifeguarding. But the uh, in support of the HBC, I went to Central State also University, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think they they didn't have a well they. I don't think they, they didn't have a swim team down there mm-hmm. when I went. Um, but I'm in support of, you know, the HBCU. So, you know, I went to Central State. Um, I'm alum. My mother went there. And um, I think is that uh, what you talking about? What now? I teach at North Carolina Central oh. University. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I saw the, uh, I posted um, recently, how I followed Howard University swim and dive team. Yeah. And um I know they I know at what was it about a month or so ago they had that uh that no cap uh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so I, I participated in. So any you know, anytime, especially and I think they're the only really they're the only one left. So yeah. gotta give them some support, you know. Yeah. Just like, Absolutely. Um, right. I I just wanted to say one thing, Dr. Sheer, and both Coach Adrian, because when you all two were talking, I was just thinking, I said, man, you were talking about um, the lower expectations. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like when, you know, when we teach, you know, especially I know when we teach and I teach, that was one of the things when I saw those experiences, I said, I'm going ra- to raise the bar as much as I can with our people. Like I expect us to do well. I know we have the ability. And so I, when I teach, especially people that look like myself, ourselves, you know, is there's no low expectations at all. Yeah. No expectations. And, you know, they appreciate that when you have somebody, especially that looks like you and is expecting, you know, greater things from you. I mean, you know, whether you push them, how hard a person pushes, you know, that's on the individual instructor. But I have high expectations and, you know, quality, quality services is has is, is got to be delivered. But, you yeah. know, I, I like that. Because like when I, I'm kind of like that too. Like you know, I'm an instructor that'll push you, and mm-hmm. um, believe it or not, when you see a Caucasian see that, they want a piece of that too. Mm-hmm. It's over there because they're like, oh, because. And I've had parents straight up tell me, yeah, she was getting sloppy, but I said Coach Adrian to fix it. 
You know, uh, because they knew that my our you know mentality and the relationship and my expectation, and when they come to me, they know okay, she's not going to care if I cry. She's going to mm-hmm. make me cry and swim. You know, and parents they act sensitive, but at the end of the day, they like the results, so they're going to keep yeah. coming back to you. So yeah. I think that um, I know you mentioned that there was a bunch of Caucasians in there, and then they kind of started coming over to you because they like your style because they like that you get results and they mm-hmm. like results. So that's what it is there. So, I mean, you yep. good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Do you have any more questions, Adrian? I'm good. I thank you so much, Coach Andre, for coming on here. Um, it's definitely been a privilege because, like I said, we've all been following each other for some time, and I have definitely been watching your program grow. Um, so thank you. Big shout out to your wife for pushing you because it was definitely something necessary. So, oh, yeah. so- <laughs> what what um what do you have like coming up in the future? What should we look out for? How can people reach out to you? Um, well, definitely yeah. on my social me- social media. Um, I'm, I got the website rhythmandstroke.com. Um, so I post a lot on there. You know, COVID for especially us being up here uh, in my area is shut down a lot of things. As I know, in our thing up here, we only get some decent weather few months out of the year yeah 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 if i was down oh man i would love that yeah but um so right now like i've, I've shifted some of my operations to the uh to to the lake um because a lot of the pools around here are still shut down some are not real and a lot of them are limiting access mm-hmm. um, so like, if you rent or, or if you're an outside group they won't even let you come in um, so, you know, so it's an adjustment period, but, um, but yeah, but for right now I'm doing some open water training, um, cause I do have, you know, a little background in that. And, um, so it's just, and then coming up with other creative ways to keep, you know, keep the clientele motivated. Um, my Facebook rhythm and stroke LLC, a Facebook, I got the Instagram. Um, I do have a, a Twitter as well, rhythm and stroke. Um, so just, you know, just stay tuned with that and, you know, you'll see, you know what I what I have coming up next. Um, definitely still keeping pushing the uh, the animation. Definitely has some things coming with that in the in the near future. And um, but other than that, just really looking forward to how navigating through these COVID nineteen times. How everybody's going to come out of this. Um, I'm really nervous. Yeah, I'm really nervous about that. It's, um, it's trying times for sure. Because, um, you know, they, I, and when I think about just swimming and aquatic activity, it's, it can be costly. And yeah. so people losing their jobs and, and the government not, you know, withholding, you know, the funding and, uh, and things like in and, and support of, of our uh, citizens and, you know, and unemployment and things like that, you know. I'm just nervous about where we're gonna like fit in, and because you know, and and the also you know there are studies going on about how drownings and and how water safety is and is that is as important now or more than it was before COVID happened, and so because people are trying they're having avenues and trying to get out, you know, and so they may be going to. Uh, uh, creeks and 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 things like that and rivers and stuff and not really understanding 
you know, the importance of water safety. And, and, and so I think that I'm hoping that it's going to resolve itself, but I'm nervous. Yeah. You said a biggie right there. Cause just <laughs> not only a month ago here where I am, just what you said, it was some young folks that, you know, cause they couldn't get out. So they went to, I think it was a Creek area somewhere. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to be swimming, right. not designated for swimming. And I think it was some young ladies and a, and a, a young man who was a military he had to jump in and save the girl. He drowned. Oh man! Yeah, he yeah. drowned. Saving, he saved them. That's crazy. He lost his life, and it was a. And I went, I went near the area to check it out. Um, and I get, I seen the police had put up these big signs. I don't think the signs were there before. Mm-hmm. But you're right that people are gonna they you know they're antsy, they want to get out, and so they, and like I know the statistics of you know people that can't swim. So it would say it was. 65% of African Americans, 45 Hispanic, 40% of Caucasian can't swim. But the statistics show 80 something percent of all them group, all of us groups that don't know how to swim are gonna go to the water anyway in the mm-hmm. summer, you know, for recreation. And mm-hmm. you don't have no uh, water safety knowledge or skills or don't know how to swim. That's dangerous. Right. And so people like us. It's important that we keep sounding the alarm, that we keep showing our face and, and, and sounding that bell, like water safety, you know, learning to swim is, is something that you need. So that's Definitely. why we are, we are so important. Yes, you are. Yes. So can, please continue to, you know, do the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the show and share your story and tell everybody about what it is that you do and, um, hopefully, you know, we can have you back for an update or something like that later on, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Coach Andre, thank one last thing Andrew. before we go. Can yeah. you give me, um, Supernatural on a t-shirt? I do. You know what? Yeah, I've had her on a t-shirt before. Um, but can you get me one? Can I get you? <laughs> okay. We can talk about we'll that. Talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hit me <laughs> yeah, just hit me up hit me up about that yeah she because you're in atlanta right i am yeah okay well, super yeah supernatural needs to be sp- sported all around atlanta need to be sported yeah. right yeah yeah yep. <laughs> all okay. right i got well, thank you thank you so much coach andre okay thank you all very much have a good all day right. all right So thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of The Swim Culture. Please follow us on all social media platforms and we will speak, be with you guys again sooner than later. Right, Doc? Yeah, we will have we have some upcoming episodes, some more guests, and um, we will see you all in the, the next episode of The Swim Culture Podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Swim Culture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can get involved by following us at the Swim Culture on Instagram and Facebook. See you all in the water.